Welcome to the Anime Book Club. Today we're going to be discussing JoJo's episode 20 and 21. Hey Matt, how's it going? It's going great. Oh my goodness, what what a pair of episodes. I didn't want to stop. This is going to be hard. This is where self-control um, is really going to come into play. We got seven more episodes until we get to the conclusion of this, and it's going to be really hard not to do all of them at once. I know that we're going to do, well, we are blessed with, we are going to do a triple to wrap out the season. I'm going to have to, yeah. Yeah, so just to keep things even, especially because I really don't want to cross-contaminate JoJo's two and three in a single episode. Well, that's when we get into like the the JoJo that people know as JoJo, so... Yes, the JoJo you're most likely to see on a t-shirt. Coming up soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's see. You want to jump into these episodes? Yeah, I'm for it. Already episode 20 called Young Caesar. I'm just going to... My notes immediately start in all caps... Mario Zappelli? Yeah. Well, he's Italian. Of course his name is Mario. Mario or Mario. Is it you think Mar- it's Mario Zappelli? Nah, it's it's Mario. I load up the dub of this. Do you think they're gonna say Mario or Mario? <laughs> okay, that's a different question. <laughs> I I can't I couldn't cope with it because please remember William. Yeah. So William's son Mario has a right. son named Caesar. Right. <laughs> I I just blown away. They're getting progressively more. Uh, like Caesar would be more Ro- Roman than Italian, I guess. Super duper, but yeah, it's Wait. it's. I was blown away by the name Mario. Well, immediately we also see that apparently that whatever those pink things are in his face are part of his face. They've been there for a while. Yeah, they're not they're not like makeup or something he puts on. They seem to be part of him. I also like that he kind of looked like young Stroheim. <laughs> sure, that's a good thing. <laughs> you just, just you just like how much Iraqi loves flat tops on everyone. He, he, he Caesar originally didn't have like the anime hair. He had video game guile hair when he was a young lad. Um, but I guess what we're talking around is this opens with a flashback. We get the hidden past of Caesar Zappelli, which we were teased with last episode. Uh, as a young boy, Caesar loved his dad, Mario. However, uh, when F- Caesar turned 10, uh, Mario disappeared. <laughs> and apparently uh, his family was motherless. So he and his, I counted five kids. So he and his four uh, siblings. One, two, three, uh, five altogether, four siblings. They said left motherless, which I, I don't know if you had the same gut reaction I did. I'm like, does that mean they had different mothers? Did Mario have a whole bunch of different kids from different moms? I mean, if he came from, from Mr. Baron, there was a baronage in their her- family heritage. Man, it felt quick. Yeah, Baron Zappelli. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I guess Mario had to carry on the family legacy of abandoning your family. Yeah. You've turned 10, boy. Time to leave you with the others. And then we get this great revelation that his distant relatives stole everything he owned, and the dastardly distant relative Zappelli looked ridiculous. <laughs> oh, was that what he was? I didn't realize he was a relative. Yeah, that's what at least the Caesars uh, or the narrator told us his distant relatives stole all of his money. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And a little flashback. Not the guy yeah. with the scar. I got you. Uh, we find out that uh, after this happened, Caesar turned to a life of crime. We get a shot of him beating a kid with a chain. And it said that he does everything short of murder. And I actually felt like this could have, if you, if we had played this to you, I would have like flipped a coin and like, wait, is this Speedwagon's backstory or Caesar's? Exactly. That was one of my thoughts. He looked like he's in the Italy version of Ogre Street. Le Ogre Street. <laughs> the Paris version? No, isn't he? He's Italian. He is Italian. You said like Le Ogre. Oh, I guess I don't know how to speak Italian. You well, gotta Mario put, you says get, Le Bowser. 
He put your fingers together, does he? Yeah, so long, Le Bowser, when he throws him at Mario 64. Le Bowser? Does he really? I could have sworn he said Le Bowser. Wait a minute, no. that's not even a good way to argue no. Italian. This yeah. is the, I am... <laughs> <laughs> we are a couple rungs down this ladder right now. I am in a house of cards that has already fallen apart the moment I go, hey, wait a minute, I heard Mario <laughs> Mario say something once. Well, we already know, and Mario is his father. Yeah, Mario. Uh, we also find out that uh, young Speedwagon, or sorry, geez, I'm re- misreading my notes, but young uh, young Caesar's uh, weapon of choice before Bubbles was just wrenches. A mom wrenches, although he didn't know it. He didn't know it. Like Yo- like JoJo, uh, he was accidentally using a mom. We get a scene where uh, like a mafioso guy is like, yeah, what's your name? And he's like, Caesar, don't you have a last name? You're Italian. Italians have last names. And he just beats that guy restless or, or senseless with a wrench. <laughs> as you know, as you do. As you do, as you, if you're a young Italian man and, and, and your backstory is being questioned, wrenches. Uh, we jump six years into the future, age 16. Uh, Caesar's walking around and, hey, it's a Mario. <laughs> Just walking around. Just happens to notice him in front of, like, right in front of the Coliseum, too. Yeah, in front of the Coliseum where the Pillarmen were being kept. And... I, I just have to say I'm super disappointed in Mario's fashion sense and the fact that he has none. I guess he's he's hiding in plain sight. He didn't really seem to be dressing up all much. Where's the hat? Yeah, Sapelli, where's the hat? Sapelli had his grandfather's hat. And it, I guess we're going to get a bit of a spoiler, but it never comes up at all in this flashback. Yeah, he, it doesn't. He had it for one scene at the beginning of this. <laughs> like the beginning of all of this in his introduction. Is there a world where where Speedwagon gives Caesar the hat after they connect at some point? Speedwagon knew him, right? Like yeah. when they, he's kind of the one who was supposed to. Yeah. So this flashback met left out him meeting Speedwagon. That has to be headcanon. Yeah, that's like but, that happens like at some point after this. Well, like to, RPG what? Pack Mule Speedwagon held onto that hat and then gave it to his grandson. Oh, so you're you're Mario's boy, <laughs> or I guess Will's Mario's boy. Yeah. But we're kind of skipping ahead. Uh, yeah. We get a scene that I refuse to summarize. It's a weird scene. <laughs> uh, Caesar follows Mario into the Coliseum. Hey, it's the Pillarmen. And Caesar decides that he wants uh, the gem that I think Cars or ACDC's holding. And when he tries to touch it, uh, all of Whamu's hair tassels come out of the wall and just like eat Mario. It's like a slow horror scene, too. I, I can't think of the horror movie on top of my head, but we've seen this in horror movies where a guy's yeah. getting slowly pulled into a wall. And he t- he's like, it's, it's really funny, too, because he doesn't recognize him. Yeah. So, like, Mario is like, kind sir, I need you to go find, like, doesn't go, like, please find my family. He's like, kind sir, find this woman named Lisa Lisa in Venice. You have to stop the pillarmen. Um, and then he gets sucked into the in the wall, and we find out from the narrator that the reason that Mario had disappeared was that he was worried that his children would be sucked into the fight against the Pillarmen. And I wrote in my notes, "LOL on that one, Mario." Yeah. Well, so yeah, so Mario's whole point of this, what we learned, is that he he inherited this legacy of defending the pillar um, from people just wandering in. I guess. I guess, but he was like, I don't know, taking a leak, and yeah, Caesar just snuck well, in. Or well, if if he learned his stuff from Lisa Lisa, then we know that we know the kind of serious attitude they take towards defending life or death artifacts. I, I guess me, man. Do, does this mean? Did, do you think Mario was in the was in the pit? Maybe he was. Man, the pillar this loves is, him on. This is also the first scene. I never questioned it before, but the pillar men. Like, like for Santana, it was obvious he was in a pillar. Yeah. It was, they don't look like they're in a pillar. Nothing a about, 
They're in a wall. They were just one big long wall. A thick pillar. <laughs> Why? Like the only reason they seem to be called the Pillar Men is because we first identified Santana as being in a pillar. Maybe, maybe. Well, maybe we'll look back at the manga and the pillar was skinnier. But yeah, this definitely <laughs> looks just like a mural on the side of the Coliseum. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, it is now present day. Caesar kind of adjusts his gloves and he's ready to go into that creepy hotel that we discovered in the last episode. And we hit the intro. Oh, it used to be a hotel too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we we, we get don't... the history of the place. Yeah, we, we, we have a whole episode to get through before we get the history of this hotel castle. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh I found the whole Mario Caesar thing so strange. It's this tragic background, and and in classic JoJo style, where they just get it out of the way rather than having to deal with a whole like like half season of background filler. Yeah, no, it's just real quick. It's like a. D- Caesar hated his dad till the Pillarman ate his dad, and now he's way into his name again. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what you find. I guess uh, my head canon is that he goes and finds Lisa Lisa. Speedwagon is with Lisa Lisa. He goes, "Oh wait, you're a Sapelli. I got this hat," <laughs> and that's how that happens. That's my A to B to C. Means there are still more Sapellis though. There's there are at least four a, other Sapellis. At least two brothers and two younger sisters. Yeah, so there's more Sapellis out there. The, the the bloodline is safe <laughs> safe and secure completely safe for this episode exactly um all righty so now the uh we we enter into the the wildness that is this episode so the door to the hotel bursts open and there's just straight up like an invisible dude standing in the doorway it's like a ghost kind of thing yeah it looks real weird and it does not look thick enough to be a pillarman even though it's obviously a pillarman and it's just kind of like, like say standing there, but it's like a, a very like two second scene where he just dashes out right at Zapelli and like almost like a jump scare kind of way. Yeah, like jump scare. Even says Caesar. Like even Caesar isn't sure that what he saw was real. And I, I mean, as a viewer, I wasn't sure that what had happened was just real. It was like, was that a projection? And then Caesar in reaction to this moment immediately does cat stance kung fu, which the narrator lets us know Caesar doesn't know <laughs> yeah. kung fu, but he does kung fu. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that moment. Uh, <laughs> he naturally knows Kung Fu. Um, and then Messina shows up just so I guess <laughs> it's just like it's hilarious. frame and it's like, hey, guys, chop liver here. Uh, it's hilarious. You remember his name because I don't. I don't even think I have it right. I remember <laughs> Loggins and I don't know the musician that it's based off. I just wrote Messina and I think oh, I'm wrong. No, Loggins definitely died because he was the, I remember Loggins because I know Loggins better than Messina from their duo. Yeah. And well, I, know I know that the, that, I, that was the one that Jojo had who got like yeah. uh, ACDC'd all over. I mean, I remember him because of Kenny Loggins. Like I know the music reference. So, oh yeah, Loggins got his lungs kicked out of his body. Messina though, he shows up and is like, hey Caesar, what's up? And the invisible man, um, well, they have a moment where they realize like there's one footprint in the snow and it's because uh, Whamu has hopped at them and he uh, tears off Messina's arm and then uses his wind powers to drag him into the hotel. It's a bad day. He had been in the air for like a full minute for them to recognize that. He was hop. Well, he's got wind powers. He's he does. He's hovering, I suppose. We're about to learn about those wind powers in ways that make complete sense. In ways that make total sense. Don't think about it. Uh, Whamu is in the in the doorway and he asks for Jojo. It's at this point that Caesar notices that Whamu has air pipes um, that are just sticking out of his chest that create steam 
that creates, I don't know, a mist that somehow like makes a, him invisible. Like a water vapor because it refracts light. His cloaking himself in vapor with wind totally pipes. how it works. It's totally how it works. So he can make himself invisible. Sure. And he sure. can stand out in the sun so he could refract light. It's it's fine. <laughs> totally makes sense. Um, And then I've, I've written that it's Whammo v. Caesar fight time. <laughs> And a lot happens real quick here. So Caesar announces that he has created a new version of his grandpa's Haman Cutter, which was the spit attack. Thank God we were talking about the spitting attack again. Mm -hmm. And has turned his bubbles into the bubble cutter. So this is our spinning bubbles. And because they're spinning, they can go through the wind and they're able to uh, just start cutting up Whamu. And after he draws first blood, he reveals that he's got another technique called the gliding air cutter, which seemed to like matrix curve or wanted curve. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Better. Yeah. Like he shoots them and they curve into Whamu. And then after cutting Whamu's like knees and he starts falling backwards, he goes in for Haman kick. And it looks like he's got the upper hand. Never try to kick a, a pillarman. Why would he try to kick a pillarman? Because kicks how you solve everything in JoJo. Have you been paying attention, keeping tally? Oh, that's right. He tried to make he tried to make Whamu his friend. Unfortunately, uh, Whamu was expecting the kick. He does like a backflip and kicks into Caesar's kick and then propels himself into the building. He like Kool-Aid mans through the wall. But forget about that. Caesar declares that Whamu is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> a true, a true inheritor of Speedwagon. <laughs> this thing isn't just an immortal monster. It's a genius. He used, well, he used the Jojo secret family technique of diving into the thing that's bad to make it better. Oh my goodness. Like a normal man would be flying, would be jumping out of the kick. He's going into it. Oh my God. He moved into the kick. Oh, whammo. He knew what to do. He knew what to do. Uh, Caesar remarks that he has the upper hand and decides to go in and not wait for help because he's his plan so far has been genius he's like man he literally just called whamu a genius and he's like ah i can beat that genius and i go <laughs> i mean in his defense he's only a little wrong yeah i mean he if you look at the fight overall he, he he's had he's had the upper hand these bubbles these bubbles are ripping whamu apart yeah the, <laughs> the bubbles have the upper hand you, you gotta hand it to the bubbles for yeah. half an episode bubbles 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 uh he walks in and then notices that uh whamu for whatever reason has put messina on a table it's very courteous that way is he dead i'm very uncertain about this i'm super uncertain considering what we see later on yeah so maybe, I don't know. He's just kind of laying there. He doesn't go like, Caesar, watch out. It's a trap or anything. Uh, we do cut to Lisa, Lisa, and Jojo who have decided to follow. And uh, they notice that Messina's hand is on the ground. To which then creates maybe the craziest how long did the rest of this episode happen in the fact that that arm is mere feet away from the building. But they do not make it into the building. I'm Spoilers. They do not walk the distance of the arm into the building within the rest of this episode. That's okay. That's after the credits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we go back inside. It's time for uh, the fight. Caesar goes back to his bubble launcher, which basically turns into just like a machine gun blow of bubbles. Mm -hmm. And uh, Whamu's back to using his hair tassels and his break it bubbles. And it's just at this point, it just it's almost like a DBZ fight. Like, they're just blasting bubbles and whirlwinds. Yeah, that was my thought about it, too. It was like, it didn't have the JoJo uh, 
seal of approval. Like it didn't have the, the I outsmarted you this way and this out does that. It was just like a straight up throwing energy blast back and forth at each other for a bit. Like they were just doing the punching exchanges. It was weird. We like, yeah, I didn't even write notes. I just wrote like whirlwinds and bubbles because there's really nothing you can describe. Like they just, right. it's like a gunfight, but with like weird bullets. So it's still fun to watch. It's not quite the usual like thinking man's game that yeah. JoJo does. And and Wyman is wearing a badass hat now that I don't think we've seen before. Oh, his hat's so good. And the color goes great. During the fight, like Caesar's hair is purple. The colors are so wacky. Oh, God. Yeah, this. they went crazy. It's so cool. I love the style of this. Uh, and the main thing to note is that during this entire time, uh, Wemu has not really scored a hit and has just taken bullet, you know, bubble after bubble after yeah, bubble. Yeah, he's getting shredded. Like, we're seeing that he's vulnerable to these things and he's getting hurt, which is new for a pillar man. Yeah, it, you actually just like, it seems like that Caesar is like completely outpacing Wamu, and Wamu gets really frustrated, so he declares that he's going to use his divine uh, sandstorm or windstorm. And before he could do that, Caesar's like, hold up, I was doing a JoJo thing. <laughs> right. And reveals that the bubbles that he was firing uh, have been hanging in the air. And he reveals that his bubble cutters have become bubble lenses, and that he's able to actually reflect the light, the sunlight from the hole that uh, Wamu Kool-Aid manded into the building. He's able to, to carry that sunlight from bubble to bubble to bubble to bubble into rainbow lasers and shoots Wamu. Just pummels him like all over with a bunch of rainbow beams it's cool it looks yeah. cool in it and i'm glad we had at least one clever jojo moment it um god it's starting to feel like any jojo fighting game like almost the entire cast should be trap fighters 100 percent. everyone should just be setting traps it feels like that's every single fight i just wish that it had been alluded to a little bit more like you know like somehow like caesar was like corralling him or it reminds mm -hmm. me a lot of in dbz when piccolo fights android 17 and he was firing the blast not to hit him but to surround him with blasts and then eventually like has them all you know cave in at him mm -hmm. reminded me a little bit of that yeah and it looks like he's gonna win like he's completely melting whamu and it's going great. Even the narrator's like, it's going great. Yeah, Wamu's on the ropes. Wamu's on the ropes. So he decides, he's like, all right, I guess I got to do what I got to do. And he pulls out his little uh, chest pipes. And Caesar's like, ah, you're not going to do your weird science steam bullshit. So he goes in for the worst technique ever, the jumping kick. And it is revealed that in the moment that he goes in for the kick, that there's a fraction of a second that he completely blocks the sunlight, allowing Wamu. <laughs> oh god the narrator uh, then reminds us that whamu is a genius once yeah. again and he was waiting for that moment he uses the divine sandstorm that it wasn't purely luck that for half a second caesar got so dumb yeah as to block the light on him it's such a letdown for caesar but you know what you can't beat a genius he's a lucky one at least Exactly. And the Divine Sandstorm hits so hard that it has to cut outside so that Jojo can know that he's in trouble. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they're still outside. Yeah, they haven't really moved even forward. So maybe this whole thing happened in a fraction of a second. Uh, they hear the Divine Sandstorm and both Lisa, Lisa and Jojo go like, oh, my God, that was the Divine Sandstorm. Caesar's got to be in trouble. Um, we then see that Caesar's been knocked down to the ground. There's blood everywhere. And Whamu starts being, you know, a good old pillarman. And he's like, hey, listen there, you're almost dead. You seem pretty cool. Uh, but boy, 
that actually kind of did rock me well. And he even admits that he's glad that it was him there and not cars, because without wind abilities, he's not quite sure of how cars could have gotten out of the laser scenario. Yeah, he's like, yeah, even if cars had won, he'd probably be even worse off than I am. Yeah, and I'm pretty bad off. And this is uh, another moment of the Pillarman being great Pillarman. I love this scene. I love it. And then Caesar, while he's like soliloquizing to himself, it appears Caesar has gotten back up and has walked up the stairs. And Whammy's like, hey, man, you have lost so much blood. You can't even do Haman with the amount of blood you've lost. Please just don't do this. And Caesar does like really sad, weak punches. It's just like, just sad, soft punches. And which I can't tell if that's the best he can do or if he's trying to lull Whamu into a false sense of security. I think it's the, like, I don't, I wouldn't give him that much credit. I think it's the best he can do right now. It's supposed to be a scene where you, where you're supposed to be realizing he's going to keep fighting no matter how he can't. Yeah. And uh, it basically culminates with like Whamu turning away and. Caesar then, I guess, maybe uses momentum from slipping on his own blood to fling himself at Whamu, and he steals the lip ring with the poison antidote and uh, falls back down the stairs. And uh, from the bottom of the stairs, he talks about his... I think he incorrectly says to Whamu that Whamu wouldn't understand this. Whamu would totally understand this. Yeah, well, I think he's just trying to be cheeky. Yeah. And he talks about his family tragedy and how all the Zapelli's have, you know, met tragic ends and he'll fight to the fight. And uh, just like his grandpa, he does his uh, last Taman is uh, a last Taman given to a Jojo. And then just brutally, the ceiling caves in and just crushes him. <laughs> in the shape of a cross. Yeah. Just happens to be in the shape of a cross. His it tombstone. Is, it is, yeah. The, a cross hunk of rock comes out which is crazy because you'd think at any other thing they'd be playing like ave maria or it'd be slow-mo it's just the ceiling caves in and boom he's gone he's just dead I, wasn't there opera music maybe there was opera music in the oh, back, I gotta but turn it wasn't the like, up. no it was it, it struck out to me oh okay yeah no like a dude just started randomly singing opera in the background for his farewell music Okay, I don't know why I didn't think there was that, but I'm just meaning it's like, it still feels like it's pretty sudden. I wasn't, ex I thought he was going to bleed to death dramatically or die in JoJo's arms, but he just gets juiced. And it's a real crazy scene. And then it's revealed uh, that his final Haman was to take his own blood to create a final bubble uh, to uh, take his headband and the antidote ring and have it float away. Wemu notices, and for a brief second, it looks like he's going to pop the bubble and take the ring back, but then it says, as a matter of respect, he will let the bubble float away and that he will remember Caesar forever. Pillarman did nothing wrong, Pat. <laughs> they are kings. They are all kings. He wanted to let Caesar go. He wanted to let Caesar go. I just love that. He's like, I'll remember you forever, a man whose life was like a bubble. Yep. It's great. It's dramatic. It's awesome. I love all of the Pillarmen. And uh, Jojo and Lisa Lisa come into the room. They notice the bubble. And it's a real sad moment where Jojo admits the reason he wasn't calling out for Caesar's name is that he was too afraid to, you know, not hear him call back. But seeing the right. bubble made him know that something was bad. And then the bubble pops and the Haman energy flows into Jojo. And he goes and he admits that he knows everything. And he starts freaking out and crying. And then he kind of turns on Lisa Lisa, who he thinks is like way too stone cold. But then he notices that when she tries to smoke and what the hell, Lisa, oh, I guess it's the 30s. Yeah, I can't I can't smoke shame someone in the 30s. No, 
but she's put her cigarette in backwards so she know he knows that she's just as fragile god how does smoking a wouldn't smoking be terrible for haman though i thought that it's like you would leave your lungs in good condition you'd think you'd think well we've never seen her smoke before maybe it's like a rare vice for her yeah it's like oh boy every time i lose a student i gotta smoke (laughs) one for mario one for caesar and when she point when he points it out though, she just breaks the cigarette too. She doesn't like fix it. Yeah, she doesn't like lighter or anything. Oh, Pat, it's a terrible day for rain. <laughs> that, that's the feeling I got here. It's like it's not, it's not raining, Lisa. Lisa. Oh, so sad. So sad. Uh, we get get a dramatic anime speech from JoJo about how he's gonna fight for, fight like the devil, but his speech is then uh, completely stopped when they realize, well, like Caesar blood just starts eking out from underneath the stone cross and they realize that they've been stopped. They, they, they understand that he's been crushed and he's juiced and they both just start crying and freaking out and ain't, ain't nothing left to bury. <laughs> yeah. They, they just, they know there's nothing left to mourn and they both like Lisa, Lisa falls to her knees crying. Jojo's crying. And, I wrote in my notes, I don't think he's going to drink that antidote. And then the episode ends. Yes, that was my first thought, too. When he just looks at it and doesn't immediately take it. It's like, he's going to have some stupid reason for holding on to that. He's going he's gonna to do a thing. But yeah, man, vicious. We, we lose another Zappelli. I admit, I'm actually kind of mourning this a little bit. It's but really... I, n- not any other character yet have I had this thought. was like, huh, I'm not going to have any more story from that guy. He's gone. It's really I'm actually crazy. kind of feeling that absence. Yeah. It's just you I really wanted to see more of Jojo and Caesar. I, I liked the idea of Jojo and Caesar fighting cars or working together. Yeah. And the fact that because he was just a little too brash, he got himself killed. Yeah. Like he had just begun to peak. Mm. And it was would have been interesting to see more. And I felt like that just got cut brutally short here, which I think is why he gets felt more than some other characters have when they died in this in this series. Yeah. And I got to give credit to the voice actor for Jojo. His Caesars were all great. Yeah. When he's, when he yells Caesar, um, which is phenomenal, which is why in the, uh, the Dreamcast Jojo fighting game, <laughs> when you do Jojo, uh, young Jojo super move, he yells Caesar and they have a bunch of manga panels flash up. Caesar. I love it. I'm going to miss you, Caesar, even though you never wore that hat again and you gave Jojo that stupid bandana. (laughs) Hey, we don't know about that bandana yet. (laughs) All right. It's just in his hand. Yeah. He's just holding on to it. He's not going to do something that has been in the intro of this anime since the start. (laughs) It has been, hasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That is a huge spoiler. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I guess it isn't if you don't know, if you can't think of what that means, but because I didn't get it. I so also I guess it's not technically, but come on. I never I equated that headband as his in all honesty. Like, oh, he's the he's the bubble guy. Like, I didn't really view that headband as like a trademark for him until then. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, that's our Jojo action. Are you ready for the next episode? No, but we do it anyways. Hell yeah. This is how we go. Episode 21, 100 against two. Which is this is the first time, I think, where we have a very misleading title this is a super misleading title this is a super misleading episode oh this also is, this also, is some wacky shit the outro music are we had a very oh, sad, so sad roundabout we had a sad version of roundabout man it was it was crazy at first i'm like is that roundabout i think it's roundabout they really make a meal it was yeah they mourned caesar with roundabout it's still roundabout <laughs> oh it's so good 
I love their use of roundabouts. Please tell me we don't. Do, I think I saw that roundabouts only the season one outro. Do they actually? I could have sworn it was in season three. Do people just make fake memes? They might. They might do that. That bums me out. They would. <laughs> I mean, they would. They would. Yes. But I'm gonna be really depressed if we lose roundabout because it feels like such a. I need roundabout. Rocky chose well with that song. Yeah, Every time they, I listen to it, they did so good. But yeah, we we enter episode twenty one where we get a brief history of the hotel. It was a castle at one point, and then became a hotel. But the owner died uh, ten years ago. I I don't know if there's anything else important to mention about it. No, that's all it was, and it it decayed a lot for ten years. Yeah, of well, Cars is a rough owner. I maybe he killed the owner. Or, well, no, he's not. He's only been awake for a little bit. Right. Whatever, man. What a weird plot point. Eddie. Yep. <laughs> To be that kind of like nitpicking nerd, this has been bugging me for a little bit. I meant to kind of bring it up last episode yeah. with the Pillarmen. We had we never found out exactly why they were sleeping, did no. we? Like that's gonna really bug me if that stays unaddressed. I, I've been meaning to yeah, I haven't wanted to look it up because maybe it'll be addressed, but it's like they thought they had wiped out the Haman tribe, but they lost the the super Aja stone. So you think they'd like wouldn't sleep for any reason. It, it yeah, it doesn't seem like they had any reason to sleep. It seems like they weren't waiting for something. It was just random happenstance that a bunch of Nazis were next to them that they yeah. woke up now. Like, nothing nothing caused it. I don't know. I mean, I always, in the back of my head, is like, is this like the timeline saying, like, did they fight Jesus? <laughs> you think Jesus, Jesus put, put them, them in there? The, like, uh, the ultimate Haman no, user. I want, no, no, that's perfect. You know, AC, ACDC said, hey, I yeah. do Sun Tzu. Yeah, we do Jesus. I want that conversation yeah. with cars. Like, you know, where uh, JoJo just in English goes, oh, He's Jesus. Like, I know that guy. <laughs> like, I'm I know him. Yes, you are. <laughs> he, surprisingly yeah, strong abs. Really good abs. It's got those gutters. <laughs> um, jo- Jesus was a Haman user. Hey, that's how I walked on water. Doesn't explain the fish. Um, Jochu and Lisa Lisa admit that they have to find uh Whamu and or cars, and we get the intro. Uh and it you could tell that an episode's gonna be a banger if they get the intro immediately out of the way. Yeah. We cut back to Jojo, who's being really weird about complaining about how dirty this vampire hotel is. After <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everything he went through, he's really angry at cobwebs. He's like, the best thing he's like, oh, look at all these cobwebs. I'm depressed enough as is. And it's like, wait, what? Oh. Oh, we, and we get this scene that absolutely what was I can't even remember Cactus Guy's true name anymore. I'm just gonna keep calling him Cactus Guy, even if you correct me. Donabang? I yeah, Cactus I have Guy. To remember this. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna. Yeah. He's Cactus Guy because he was he was in and out. We get someone even quicker and more forgettable than Cactus yes, Guy. Yes, I'm so glad I wrote down his name because I wouldn't have remembered it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so we well, I'll get. Let's get to our friend here. They notice a blood trail. They're like, "Oh, that must be Wamu's blood." And I guess just to do JoJo was solid. Lisa Lisa uses Haman to cut down all of the cobwebs. <laughs> So they could go down the hallway and Jojo takes out his clackers. So you know that it's time for fighting. Um, can we just live in a moment for a bit before we continue with the episode? Okay. Jojo is then grossed out by a fish shaped doorknob. Fist shape. Sound like you said fish. Fist. I just want to be fist. clear. Let me enunciate. It's a man yeah. hand doorknob. It is a very weird so, doorknob. <laughs> did you like want to pause and be like, all right. Who put that there? Did cars want them? Did cars or Whammo or ACDC want a hand doorknob? 
I did kind of assume that maybe it was just a victim who had been turned into a door for yeah. no good reason. And I think like, oh, oh, that's man, creepy. creepy doorknob. I'm like, oh my goodness. I just had this shot of like cars being like, no, all of the doorknobs must be hands. <laughs> you got to greet people if they have to cross exactly, the threshold. Exactly. Oh, I just. We're yes, gentlemen so here. Gentlemen. Whammo. Or yeah, someone gets Santana and may have it make all the doorknobs different. <laughs> uh, Santana. Santana. Pour one out for Santana. Living in a basement somewhere in D.C uh but it's not it's not a, anything crazy. well it is something crazy because the door starts speaking to them and oh wait it's a vampire who's dressed like clockwork orange in prison gear that's a good description that's of it exactly yeah exactly his outfit uh he introduces himself as wired beck which i guess is a reference to the musician beck unfortunately it's gotta be back. i guess so uh i just wrote down that he's super chatty and likes wiggling his hips mm -hmm. uh jojo looks like he's gonna be fighting him and then lisa lisa slides in like a boss it looks awesome i feel almost bad that lisa lisa's most badass moment up to this point is something so easy that she doesn't even really do yeah. anything <laughs> it's like it's impressive because it's that easy for her also this is the rose yeah, moment man you gotta know oh wait Street Fighter stole this entirely. I was having horrific flashbacks to Yay. fighting your Rose. But I would jump in on your goddamn Ultra 3 or 2 or whatever. I don't remember anymore. Ultra 2. Ultra 1. Ultra, Ultra 2 was the uh, satellites. But yeah, she, uh, I mean, as we're, as we're equating, uh, she beats Beck. Uh, we have a quick things I want to mention, though. Lisa Lisa admits she's in a bad mood and then puts on her sunglasses indoors. And never, never takes, takes them, them off, off again. again. She keeps them on for the rest of the episode. Uh, Wired Beck reveals that his magic power, much like Jack the Ripper before him, is that he could grow spikes all over his body, which causes his hair to disappear. And then he jumps at Lisa Lisa. And this isn't me, like, paraphrasing. He yells that he's going to hug her to death. Uh, Lisa Lisa, that is Rose. She steps in front of him, wraps her scarf around him, and just walks by and is like, Jojo, we got to get out of here. And as they're trying to leave, Beck's like, hey, buddy, this is nuts. Come on, man. What are, what are you talking about? And then JoJo gives a really great English, oh, no. But instead of, like, the screaming <laughs> kind, he just goes, oh, no. Your time yeah. is up. And <laughs> Oh, the, we had our fist of the North Star moment. Like, all this combined into yeah, one exactly. here. Uh, Beck did not realize it. And then uh, JoJo's like, yeah, your time is up. And then he... Uh, touches his face and starts to basically explode slash him on melt and he screams and i wrote just like mr bill he sounds like yeah. a japanese mr bill he does a little ah! oh! <laughs> and we, <laughs> oh man who that's gonna be a, a niche audience that remembers God, mr bill yeah, poor, dude <laughs> said yeah man i just i couldn't yeah mr bill man just, i love how stoked this beck guy was about his yeah. spikes like, oh, I, I'm going to mess you guys up because guess what I got? Spikes. I got spikes. They're undefeatable. They're undefeatable. Spikes. <laughs> he seems so proud of it. Like, and it was just spikes. So like, I've got poison spikes or spikes I can shoot. All he does is cover his body in spikes and say, I'm going to hug you. And also, it's not like Jack the Ripper where he has spent the time to embed knives into his body. He just cartoon grows like spikes that are the same skin tone as him. Oh, Beck's terrible, but I, man, Beck uh, joins the League of Doobie. <laughs> he's worse than Doobie, though. He's the he's the lowest tier of the Doobie well, I mean, tier. They didn't kill him with his own spikes. Doobie had a real rough time. 
I, I guess, but I feel like Doobie at least had a fight. Beck was a completely forgettable. I guess, yeah, no one did anything. Like, Jonathan at least got to look cool where he flexed poison out of his own neck. Yeah, and as far as the, the Beck fight goes, it was just straight up like, it's <laughs> like JoJo almost felt bad for him when they walked by. It's like, sorry, man, you already lost. You, you are no longer in this episode. <laughs> Like there isn't a fight. It's like, but where's my fight scene? You you don't get one. Sorry, that was man. it, dude. Vampires aren't crap, man. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, Lisa Lisa then looks at JoJo and is like, "Wait a minute, are you gonna take that antidote or not?" Thank goodness they addressed that. And JoJo yes. was like, "Nope, I gotta beat Whamu first. I know Caesar died to get this for me." I felt justified when he said that. I was like, "I I knew he was gonna do that." I knew he was going to do that. The moment he didn't take uh, it immediately. He's, he's got to do his thing. Uh, and then Lisa Lisa, he's like, hey, uh, how about you hold on to the ring for me? And I run in my notes, Lisa Lisa basically goes, marks herself for death by saying that she can't hold on to the ring for him because who knows what's going to happen to her. Like, dooming herself at that point. <laughs> uh, we cut to Whammy, who's just chilling in his bedroom healing. As, as you, you do, do, as you do. Uh, but this isn't like a quick cut because the door immediately opens and Lisa, Lisa and Jojo have walked into the room. Uh, Jojo looks like he's about to pounce. She stops him and they notice there are two sets of footprints, which means cars has got to be in the room. Do you think there's anything special about her sunglasses? She's still wearing them and it's getting even darker. Exactly. The deeper they I don't go. know. I can't. Maybe this is just the 80s. Like cool people wear sunglasses. The 80s. Well, I mean, it's the 30s in the anime, but it's still in the 80s when this when the manga came out. Right. I follow you. Style over substance in this case. I mean, we're going to see a lot of Iraqi designs where if we were arguing about functionality, JoJo 3 is going to give you a headache. <laughs> oh, boy. But where were, oh, yeah. See, Lisa Lisa, I wrote, uh, does a great pose. Well, Wham compliments her. Oh, this is kind of random. We missed this yeah. last episode. Well, we left out the pose that Caesar does when he challenges. Uh, oh, Wamu. he has a pretty good pose. He he went into a pose with like the V, like he did the hands in front of the face with the V split in front of him. It's so good. Like the one that is like, like it's a classic uh, JoJo. It's like an icon yeah. of JoJo. That that particular pose with the hands in front of the face. I feel like Caesar invented the most iconic pose, but everyone applies it to JoJo. Is it the first time we well, saw I think it? He's one of, I think he did it the first time, like, back in episode uh, two of this season. I, I, I guess I'll give Caesar his credit. Uh, things get wacky at this point. <laughs> because well, after Whamu has finished complimenting Lisa Lisa and how well she's able to, like, you know, notice things, it's revealed that there are a hundred vampires on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Which she used her uh, amazing... Hearing. Uh, Haman powers to hearing, to hear them, like, what does she hear exactly? Yeah. Was it breath? Apparently what, what they're they breathing say? up. She's like, I hear some light breathing. And it's like, ah. But it's like, it's like inhuman breathing because it's really light. They shouldn't be yeah. able to hear it. But there's a hundred of them. So you think a hundred people lightly breathing would sound like something. I mean, they look pretty obvious when you look up. It's so. a dark room. <laughs> uh, and Cars is also there. He's sitting in a chair. And both Whamu and Cars start rainbow glowing. <laughs> He's like right off to the edge too. Cause like they said, like there's footprints leading up to him, but there's another yeah. set and immediately judges says, cars is here. And they just kind of look into the corner where cars hey, goes, guys. yo. And they're yeah, here. They, they rainbow glow. It's amazing. And then like a really chatty roof vampire explains the stakes to everybody. After he's given permission oh, yeah. to Ca car snaps his fingers. Like, Hey, roof vamp, uh, ceiling vampires, take care of these guys. And the vampire goes like, well, Hey, there's like a hundred of us. 
and only two of you, and we're gonna we're we're gonna do this thing. And then JoJo says, like, oh geez, we can't win. And Whamu, thankfully, mentions to Cars that he still wants his 1v1, and Cars is like, what are you talking about? We're after the stone. I'd let you guys do that stupid ring thing. You're not gonna do a 1v1 right now. <laughs> I love these guys. The we then get something that yet again defies description. Jojo <laughs> then talks about how screwed they are, but like walks back and forth in increasingly ridiculous poses. Like he's hugging himself, he's panicking, he's silly walking, and is obviously dropping yarn around the room. <laughs> like as blatantly as possible. So you like you know it's not gonna amount to anything because anytime they pull that Anytime this anime has been pulling that shit, it's through things that we obviously haven't been able to see or guess before. Like, Araki hasn't been letting us figure these out at all. It always wants it to come from out of nowhere yeah, for us, too. it's a shocking too. surprise. So it's really funny because unlike the ACDC fight where the yarn was placed in between the spikes and it was a dark color, he's got, like, I don't even know what yarn he's dropping because it's like a, a neon green. It's practically glowing in the dark. I think it's part of his scarf because the scarf is a yeah, similar color. But it's, it's super obvious. And they even have all the vampires like notice the yarn with like cartoon. Like they draw like sight lines. Like Metal Gear Solid. Dink, dink. <laughs> like they flash on and off. And yeah. he's like, oh, I guess that's not going to work. Which <laughs> is really funny. He's like, I was going to zap all of them, but that didn't work. And you think that maybe that was the fake out and he had actually done something? No. But spoiler, no. That was a that was a legit attempt that he just that gave up on. That was his whole gosh darn plan. That was his whole gosh darn plan. Uh, and then it's up to Lisa Lisa to save the day. Uh, similar to one JoJo like uh like overspoke earlier to Whamu to get his whole put himself in that wedding thing. Uh, she's like, hey, I didn't bring the stone with me. And to prove it, she like opens up her like uh her neckline. You know, maybe it's in her pocket or not, but that's enough to convince them that she doesn't have it. And then she explains that not only do I not have it with me but it's uh, away from here and I put a bomb on it. And uh, Jojo's like, oh, she's got to be bluffing. I love this. So he like doubles down on it and he's like, yeah, it's going to, it's going to bomb everywhere. You idiots. And uh, she says that it's her belief that they should have the one V one. And in fact, she's going to wager the super stone to the winner of the fight. Mortal, mortal combat, man. They're challenging them to yeah, mortal the, combat. The 10th ten, battle for earth realm. And uh, after she says that, JoJo kind of backs off his admiration is like, oh, my God, this is the biggest gamble I've ever seen. I wouldn't even gamble like this. But he's up for the fight. We get the ad break. Did you like the bomb plan? I like the bomb plan, but just like JoJo, I thought that she was probably lying. I love the cars and, and Whamu. I wish one of them had been like, what's a bomb? <laughs> No, they're geniuses, Pat. They they understood modern technology immediately, even if they hadn't what seen it What if been like, what's a bomb? And cars would go like, it's obviously some sort of explosive device. <laughs> I would have liked that. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. Uh, but they also say, uh, and I guess I should mention that like, maybe... maybe Highly derivative of my candle yeah, technology. But say, saying that... Uh, Saying that the bomb would destroy it maybe isn't right. She's like, it's a bomb small enough that it wouldn't hurt other people, but it would crack the stone that would ruin its whole purpose. To just right. be clear, just be clear. Uh, we come back from the ad break, and I guess that was enough time for Cars to fall in love with this whole idea. It is not only is he game for the 1v1, he now wants Whamu to pick the perfect time and place. Like, he's gone from like, I don't, I'm not a fan of this, like, Whamu, if we're going to do this, we better do it right, buddy. 
what well, if you could have anywhere in the world you could 1v1 where would it be and whamu's like midnight in the circle stone i feel like he's just decided to make whamu yeah, happy like, well whamu needs this he's like oh you know what yeah this guy's got this so they've proven it they're they're worthy of whamu's they're gonna claim they have a bomb we might as well give whamu his thing and whamu talks about his dream place they have to go and uh cars is like oh that's great that's great jojo you go get the stone but uh lisa lisa's gotta stay here which i thought meant like they were gonna like take her or tie her up or she was gonna be but no like cars and wham both like fuck off using their elemental abilities and leave it's, they yeah. teleport dude they just kind of teleport why how they can so teleport cars uses i imagine that cars was just using his ability to control light to turn invisible and whamu like turned into a tornado or something yeah they just teleport away they might you might just want to have had a star trek noise yeah which i guess then little mega yeah. man but then i guess does lisa lisa need to stay in the hotel like she obviously goes with i don't understand i am so baffled by this and it hurts my head they don't explain it either when we see her again she's, she's just still there <laughs> yeah it's like no one came together i don't her understand but it's like they are kings, Pat. They are the pillar men are goddamn kings and good to like, their word. Because I had this moment where, I like, even as honorable as they have been, there is no way I would have trusted exactly. them to do that. Like they they have proven nothing but honorable, but still to leave Lisa Lisa with them is like no way, yeah, Jose. There's absolutely no way we trust you to that. I just I do not get it. I do not get it. It's crazy. Well, JoJo go, goes back to uh go. He goes back to the hotel. Or I guess I can't skip over this. So he goes to leave to get the stone and then is reminded that, oh, yeah, I have to go through the lobby, which is now Caesar's grave. And he has oh, a sad yeah. little moment. Yeah, can't He's skip that. sad. Yeah. But then he notices that Messina's there. And I guess Messina's alive. He's, he's carrying his either. Is he alive? We've got no one. He doesn't even talk about he's it. He's carrying him. Like maybe he's just carrying the body to be we buried bury later, somebody. as far as we know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he carries him off. He cuts an anime promo and uh, he gets back to the hotel. Lisa Lisa, continuing to be Lisa Lisa, left it in her suitcase, which was open on her bed. Like, it looks like a gem. Like uh, someone in housekeeping could have taken it. One of the Nazis could have taken it. But yeah, it's just laying out. And uh, Jojo, being an absolute creep, has decided that not only will he get the stone, but he'll dig through her stuff. Oh, yeah, because uh, I looked it up. He's supposed to be 18 oh, okay. years old, at least at the so, beginning yeah, of this. He's going to go through these this lady's clothing. Yeah, and he's like, oh, maybe there's panties in here. She wants me to bring those, right? Yeah, so he, he, he gets, gets a little, little creepy. creepy. But fortunately, the show moves at a million miles an hour. So even though he's a creep for half a second, he then immediately notices that there's a photo of Grandma Reina. Hum. Yeah, funny, funny that. that. Funny, funny that, that. And then, wait a minute, it's attached to another painting that has the gang from the end of JoJo 1. We see Arena, that baby from the boat, young Speedwagon, and Strezo. That baby from the boat, Where'd a baby Pat? from the boat? Why would Lisa Lisa have the baby from the boat? And uh, it's a picture for 50, 50, for 50 years ago. Um, something that Jojo dwells on more than any of the other implications of this photo. <laughs> well, he didn't hear the narrator talk in like the first episode of his yeah, own I guess season. So. He doesn't know, but he, he immediately is like 50 years ago, 50 years ago. And then we cut back to the arena. Uh, cars and whammo are just being extra. 
Like they're just flexing and standing out there being excited. <laughs> and uh, Lisa Lisa's chilling and uh, Jojo walks up. Uh, we then have, I don't know, maybe this could be my favorite scene of the episode. Maybe it's not. But Jojo proves that the stone is real by lighting a match and firing a laser beam into the air. <laughs> Scares cars because he see what they've done when they refined his candle that, technology. Oh my God, that's a pocket candle. A match? I wrote a... <laughs> I wrote in my notes that I wish ACDC had been there because then they could prove the <laughs> that it was actually the stone by using it on him. Ugh. Wouldn't they prefer to use it on like um on Santana? I guess they prefer Santana, but they didn't stop, you know, cars from shooting ACDC with that one stone 2,000 years ago. Oh, you're... Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, that's what it was. Makes me think back to our lost and forgotten friend, ACDC. Still oh, miss you, man. man. Great. Uh, Lisa Lisa is given the stone, uh, but it is quickly revealed that Jojo also brought the photo. Uh, Lisa Lisa goes, I meant to talk to you about this. I was the baby from the boat. I was the baby from the boat. And Jojo. There's yeah. impl- Go on. One second. Oh, yeah. I'll get there. So that Jojo, ignoring all of that, goes, I can't believe you're 50. You're 50. How could you be 50? Completely missing the point. Even though she then does um, that you and I share similar roots. We have the same roots. And he's like, but you're 50. Pat. Yeah. Pat. I paused the episode and looked back because I remember having to point out to you that the narrator told us. Yeah. Is she? I mean... Is you, she? you technically know more than me then, don't you? Because I didn't pay attention and was completely shocked God. they'd say that in the opening narration, knowing what I know. <laughs> God damn it, because uh, uh, maybe spoilers. I don't know if you yeah. care or not. Probably at this oh, point, it's you super figured. obvious. Because I, I pointed it out. I was like saying, well, you remember JoJo's dad said he married the only other survivor yep. of the boat. They so, said yeah. that. And like the so first George episode. Joestar married the baby on the boat, who is Lisa Lisa. Yeah, I wonder what other impl- I wonder what further implication from that there could what, be. Whatever could it be? Whatever could it be? A uh, cars during this also orders his vampires, who are there, to light a giant fire. This is important for in a minute. <laughs> I do love this, everything about this. Next everything couple is scenes. so wacky and so crazy. Because they're in like some like forgotten circle arena, Coliseum like yeah. thing in the middle of like a vast like emptiness. Out, out I guess. in the middle of nowhere in the mountains, there's like an extra Coliseum humanity is not yet found again. Uh, she talks about her her roots and that she was raised by Strazo and that Strazo had given her the stone. And uh, I love this because she had driven, she remember, reminded the audience and me, my favorite thing in the world, that he was driven to madness by aging. <laughs> I would rather go to hell young than go to heaven old, to quote Strazo. It's a little hard to remember. He was a lot older than well, he she is. he was in his 70s, I think. Yeah. So he was he was pretty old, but, oh, Strazo, pour one out. <laughs> Our good old buddy from a million episodes ago. He did help feet, defeat the vampire he armies did. of Dio, he, he you knocked, know? Uh, he knocked um, uh, a chandelier on a couple and zapped them. He, he he participated and we also get a great kind of note that uh lisa lisa does mention that she does have mixed emotions about jojo having killed strazo yeah. 
It's like, oh no, my <coughs> not son, <coughs> yeah. baby son, uh, killed my, my old my mentor, step, my my father. That's, my that's foster confusing. Father. Foster, my foster father, father Strazo, which would make him the foster grandfather. Is that how that works? Technically, who to Jojo Strazo? If he raised Jojo's mom, oh. I, I I don't I don't know if that foster he, carries over foster like that. Grandpappy. Maybe it does. Sarah yeah. Grandpa. Yeah, I guess because he he did raise her. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, before JoJo can continue to still be completely like lost on how obvious what we're talking about is to him, the ground starts to rumble and shake, and giant monster horses show up, and they begin to trample the vampires. And oh wait, they have chariots. This is gonna be a chariot race. <laughs> That's the yes. That's, they're not gonna fight each other, Pat. They're gonna fight each other as a chariot race up a chariot. with vampire yeah. horses. So they they they're tearing through the vampires. They're like like judges like are those things dinosaurs? And everyone's like, oh no! Like the <laughs> vampires who are being trampled by the vampire horses are like, Whamu, get out of the way, Master Whamu! And he. I can't control them. It's impossible. They're too much. And Whamu cuts them like the blue steel look, and the zombie horses stop in their tracks. <laughs> the blue steel. It's, it's good. It's incredible. <laughs> we then maybe have like the greatest. I know every. I feel like every ten minutes, I go like, and this is the greatest line in all of JoJo. But cars that nonchalantly says we use stone mass to make those horses into vampires. Which means they had to find stone masks to turn horses or they into vampires. Made horse masks. Does that yeah. mean there's a horse mask somewhere <laughs> that they just haven't found? This is a horrifying horse arc that we never even heard oh, from JoJo. Oh my goodness! I just, I love just how nonchalant. Like they don't let the narrator doesn't cut in. There's no other thing. No one screams this as I am screaming it. He just goes. We use masks to make the horses into vampires. And Jojo answers, vampire horses? The horses have sharp teeth, too. It's dope. These are great. I'm not sure that was a blue steel. I think it was more of like a Le Tigre Ooh, look. Or maybe Aquavide. Not Magnum. Not it was Magnum. not the Magnum. What about El Nino? No. Oh, I, I forgot about El Nino. I too last week. Oh, well, you I got more on me then. Too, a great deal. But yeah, so the... the we have the revel the revelation that I guess for fun they made vampire horses, <laughs> or I guess maybe not for fun because we we discover this is for realsies. Uh, oh man, that's a lot of butt on Whamu. There when is so much too. butt in all of this. Cars and Whamu are butt out <laughs> so much. And as we discussed earlier, this is a great example to for people that don't understand the concept of like the male gaze. Rewatch that Lisa Lisa <laughs> scene and how creepy that is, and then just see how butts out <laughs> Whamu and Cars are, and how they don't make a big deal about it. It's no Liren. It's just butts, man. Um, and then we have the vampires giving a whole bunch of just shouty exposition. This is a Roman death match, a chariot race. These horses have 150 horsepower. <laughs> it's I love that they know to do that comparison because all these vampires don't look modern. They all look like they're ancient, like warriors from like yeah. medieval they're, times, maybe. Like they got weird bar, they got weird horned barbarian armor on them. That it's maybe in completely anachronistic. I feel like them, these but... are fresh vampires. They forced to dress like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Spike guy. I already don't remember uh, his name. Wired again. Beck. Yeah, the spike guy. Um, 
<laughs> he wasn't dressed like those. I knew guys you'd were. ask again, so I, I actually in I actually changed Wired Beck in my notes to be bolded and in red, so I could find it easier. It is Wired Beck. <laughs> you you know me too well. So Wired Beck and Doobie, they're probably the best of the worst. Are those the best of the worst? Yeah. Yes, I don't think they get worse. Than, I mean, Cactus Guy Donna too. Bang? They're all yeah, in but there, Donna yeah. Bang got two episodes. They didn't tee up Wired Look, Beck. Doob- in the pre they Did he? They, they teased Dotto Bang in the end okay, of episode of the him. end of the previous episode and then he should have been in the next. Wired Beck was introduced and disposed of in the same scene. Yeah. Well, look, I remember Doobie's name. He earned Doobie somehow. I'm just going to say I think this is our thing. We need to no- we need to nominate a Doobie of every season. And I think this season's Doobie is Wired Beck. Well, I mean, I don't think there's a competition. Uh, yeah, there's I guess yeah. I would love to know if someone's going to show up by the end of this that could try to take his role. But uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. So we've we've queued up a thing. Uh, cars <laughs> uh, tells Jojo like Jojo's like, ah, oh, these things are dinosaurs. They're crazy. He's like the uh, the rains can actually channel Haman, which seems nuts to me. And he's like, Whamma will be using his sheer strength, but you can control these horses with Haman. And Lisa Lisa tests it out real quick and shows that the horses. For whatever reason, instead of melting like most vampires, uh, horse vampires are, I guess, calmed by Haman? Calmed, yeah. This is a, like, yeah, and it's another great moment because they're like, oh, no, this will be an easy, like, we're this will be a fair fight, yeah. my friends. It's like, I know you're a Haman user. We got yeah. you covered, bro. These horses, they love Haman. A little bit of Haman. Whammo, who's going to just have to use all of his muscles. Because Jojo's not stupid. Like, his immediate thing is like, wait, these are your yeah. horses. He's like, these, these are I can't, no ones. You expect me to fight with yours? Oh. They're going to kill me. He's like, nah, nah, nah. This is wild, man. Uh, and then Cars actually admits that the race, like the fact that Whamu has decided to do the chariot Roman death match means that he's taking this real seriously. This isn't them like fucking with Jojo. This is him like the highest level of respect is challenging someone to a chariot death race. Which I think is cool. Yet again, they're great. Uh, they then climb onto the chariots and Jojo yells over to Whammo to let him know he hasn't drank the antidote yet. <laughs> yeah, just to make sure that we all knew that that was his thing. Yo, Whammo, I'm not drinking this till I take you down. Uh, he puts the ring on his pinky finger and then, just like the intro, ties Caesar's headband around his head. The race is about to start. Uh, oh, but the music gets so dramatic. There's like a shredding electric guitar in the background right now and I'm losing my it's mind so because good. of it. And that's where the episode comes to an end. And my God, I'm glad we have the podcast to slow us down because we'd binge watch all of these. It, it was so hard not to go straight to the next episode after that one because they're, they're queued up, man. And that just the, the hype from the music that uh, Jojo was giving when he's doing that dramatic, you know, that, that not at the back that anime is known for. You know, I guess not just anime, I guess anything where they tie a bandana around their head. A dramatic knot tie in the back coupled with that someone is going crazy on their guitar in the back <laughs> for this music it's so wild it's like yeah, yeah. It's, i'm like i got yeah, my blood pumping hyped actually i i wanted to check did you watch the preview no i actually didn't watch the preview it is this time. ridiculous it's the funniest thing in the world because the preview i'm rolling it right now just wait let me not spoil it for you i want to hear your reaction okay and then i will describe it Wamu, 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 Wamu. 
Oh, I love how much these vampires, these faceless, mindless vampires, are just one of those cheerleaders. It, it's crazy to think, yet again, like 15 episodes ago, vampires were the scariest thing in the world. And he is like, you had vampires and then you had zombies, zombies that worked for vampires. And now. Right. Oh, God. Zombies are gone. Yeah, aren't we they? haven't seen a zombie. Vampires yeah, are the I was, new zombies. I was conflating vampires and zombies, I think, for the past several mm. episodes. I forgot that they've, they've we moved yeah, tier we've list. Moved tier list. Wired Beck, he may have seemed like a zombie, but he was a vampire. That's right. He was a Dio level. He was a Dio level vampire. With stupid With very spikes. stupid spikes. He could he could make himself look like a door. <laughs> God, that means if Lisa Lisa had been at the Dio fight, it would have oh, been it sad. Been real quick. But she wasn't even. She was just a baby. No, she wasn't even a oh, baby. Yeah, she at wasn't baby. <laughs> Where is Bebe? She hadn't had time to grow up, become a woman, and give birth to maybe, maybe a, Joe a Joe Star. Star. Maybe possibly a Joe Star. She's she's not a mother. She's never talked about it. So exactly. That's not a she thing. has a mysterious past that needs to be hidden for some reason. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> why? Know. A dramatic reveal right before she dies. I love probably. the idea that she trained slash work with both Mario and Caesar Zapelli. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I. That completely changed how I felt about her training Joestar now, Jojo oh, yeah. now. Because when she gave him that look that he was going to die in that pillar, yeah. duh. <laughs> Crap, That's man. Her boy. Does she know? I don't, she has to. How did you not? Right? Yeah. Well, she's, I feel like she's given him the Mario treatment. Like her and Mario, are like rule number <laughs> one, pretend not to know your kids. She had to go keep them safe as she defended the amulet yeah. very poorly. I have to leave this super sport this super important stone out on tables and give it to my maid at all times. Occasionally she wears it, which I guess because she's ridiculously powerful is somewhat safe and better better than putting Man, it in a safe. What's Susie Q up to? She's throwing rocks and thinking of JoJo. Just hanging out. Hoping that those holes in her entire body. Oh yeah, go she's away. totally looking in a mirror right now, being like, yeah. Oh, Susie Q. We're going to see her again at some point. Playing 1930s yeah, skin cream. Yeah, it's whatever those would be made out of. Probably made Full of arsenic. Of lead. Just <laughs> 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 rubbing lead into her face. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for the next two episodes. I love the Pillarmen so much, and I just, I love God. that we're seeing a chariot race. That would explain Joestar 3's birth defects of a hair, Oh, though, yeah. If she discovers herself in lead. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Uh but yeah, I mean I do you think that the the next episode is just going to be the chariot race? What do you think is going to happen? It's good. I mean, I feel like you're giving me a leading question I don't there, remember. Yeah. So that's why I'm just like I'm just trying to figure out like as we wrap up, I mean, they're going to have to fight cars at some point or I mean there, I mean right. Well, the next one is called The Warrior of Wind and its thumbnail is somehow um uh speed oh, really? maybe we cut the speed yeah well, i mean we know they're in the area aren't they are they i have well, no idea where we, we left cut speed, wagon speed wagon arena and smoky having tea or the, that would be in america wouldn't it maybe i don't know if we were given any context of where the hell that was know. yeah you're right we weren't given any context as to where they were 
Arena's from England, though, right? Like she, she yeah, she's still British. calls yeah. England her home. She never migrated to America after that boat yeah. crap. They were visiting to Speedwagon, who's the Texas oil baron. Giddy up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess the cards that we still have in play is that uh yeah. So we 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 still have a couple cards in play. We can see what happens. But yeah, man, it's exciting to it's so funny. I I had very this is maybe the least amount of notes I've taken in a couple mm-hmm. if, if for quite a while. And it still feels like a lot happened in these two episodes. Yeah, it's a good JoJo oh, pace. God. Every uh, we we lost Caesar. A chariot race is about to start. We pour one out. A, a chariot, chariot race. Chariot race with a like an army of a hundred vampires chanting for Wham- uh, an army of a hundred vampires that was never actually against two yeah. people. Pat, a hundred versus two never happened. The hundred is there I... to cheer on the chariot race. Like I thought they were going to have to prove themselves by fighting the vampires first. Oh yeah. Just to just to show that they're that above the vampire level from a yeah. season ago. <laughs> the fact that they were like, yeah, two two Haman users right now could beat a hundred vampires, but no, they're just there to cheer. <laughs> and they didn't even have to fall for JoJo's yarn thing. Like, was this plan? They'd all like <laughs> land on the floor and he'd Haman zap all of them. Uh, Joseph is a I treasure, Joseph. man. Joseph is such a great main character. I'm looking forward to seeing how this all oh, goes down. No. Oh, yeah, my me goodness. too. Well, I say we wrap up the book club for this one. Uh, thank you again, Matt. Always a pleasure to be here.